Well, today we are talking about our second conversation in the self-reflection conversation section, this one being called the personal change journey conversation. So the theory on this one is that your past experience with change has a large impact on how willing you are to make new changes. So for example, if you've had a previous change end badly, where maybe you were terminated from your job or you ended up with a whole bunch of extra work because other people were terminated from their jobs, you may not be as keen to go through a change again. However, on the flip side, a positive outcome from a change shows what's possible and you'll be more inclined to try that, something like that again. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's great. And again, uh, you know, as we said, as I said last week, I really like the self-reflection, all of the self-reflection conversations. And this one I found really valuable to, to be honest. I'd never really sat down and reflected on changes before, on past changes and how they impacted my future approach to change or my current approach to change. So I found this really a useful conversation. I also found it really interesting too, the two seemingly random changes that I chose, how the patterns that I identified in the two, which I really stood out to me and went, oh, look at that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it works. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so true. And, you know, this one, it stems from, I might have, I might have sort of generally spoken about this the last time, um, but this one really stems from uh, a leader that I've worked with before who would, you know, she wanted the change led, she was leading the change that was happening, um, but other people were to make the change and she wasn't really buying in or, or on board with the change. Um, and uh, it's really one of those things you need to, if as the leader, you need to know sort of how you're going to lead this change and what your obstacles are going to be um, because people watch, right? That, you know, leading by example, people watch what you're doing. And if you're not, uh, if you're not leading the change by setting that example, people aren't necessarily going to follow. So it's a really good opportunity as a leader of change, whether this change is chosen or imposed to sit back and think about how have I reacted before uh, and, and what are my typical reactions and ways of approaching change. The next conversation we'll get into is about preparing to lead a change. Uh, and so doing this piece first uh, will help you in that next conversation. Yeah, and um, I definitely so did have a bit of an, I did have a bit of an epiphany uh, mm -hmm. in leading change when looking at this. So excited awesome. to share. Can't wait mm -hmm. to hear it. All right, so let's go. <laughs> so the purpose of this one is to reflect on past experiences, to uncover your approach to dealing with change and transition. Uh, so what we do in this one, so there's 10 questions, but, and what you think about is you take two, like you say, to seemingly random uh, different changes that you've been through. Could be personal changes, um, life changes could be work changes. Um, and you can even consider a change that you chose versus a change that you was imposed on you. Uh, so go through that, identify those two different changes, go through the questions. And then to your point, uh, we think about what are the patterns that emerged about how you reacted and uh, to change and transition? Um, how did your responses differ between maybe a chosen change and an imposed change, if at all, if they differ? Uh, and then what, what insights, right, do you take away into the next change that you experience? So that's the reflection piece after we go through these 10 questions. Uh, so I would love to hear um, about, you know, give us the high level of the two changes that you went through and what were, what was this epiphany that you had? Can't wait to hear it. 
Sure. Well, so I'll, I'll walk you through, you know, some of the answers to the questions and then kind of what led me to, to, to where I think I got to. But so I wanted to make sure I chose a personal and a professional change. And I chose my personal change was a choice that I had made. And then my professional change was something that was imposed on me. So I wanted to have kind of those varying aspects. So my personal change was moving. I spoke about that actually in our last discussion, uh, our move, our decision to move from uh, the city to a smaller town. And that was our decision. And uh, the professional change, the second change that I looked at was I relatively recently got a new boss at work and there was some you know significant changes sort of in my my whole organization and senior leadership structure which resulted in me having uh, a new boss so that was a professional imposed change so the first so I you know talked a little bit about you know what prompted the change uh you know organizational change on the professional side on the personal side it was you know, we decided, <laughs> I, I wrote in here growing up, we decided that, you know, we, we were looking to, to purchase a house, we're looking to raise a family, so felt the need to uh, not necessarily live in downtown uh, metropolitan area. Uh, my fears about the change were a little bit different, but similar. Um, so the fear of moving was the fear of unknown. It'd be, it'd be very different from what I was used to. And uh, another, uh, and my fear of the professional change was what I had said here was a little bit of the unknown, unknown expectations. Um, I also, in part of this organizational change, I had reported to the CEO and now another layer was put in above me. It was put in sort of across the whole organization. So a lot of people were going through that change. But because of that, I, you know, there was a little bit of loss of status from that. I think my ego took a bit of a hit. And what was interesting to me too, that I recognized also, and I think it's in my, my later notes, uh, as I reflected, moving out of the city felt like a little bit of a loss of status too. You know, there was some cachet about, you know, we lived downtown and it was great and moving to a smaller town felt like a bit of a, a, a loss of status. So I, I, that was one of the things that I identified like, oh, you know, interesting that these two seemingly very different uh, changes seem to kind of impact the same thing in me. I had, I think, a little bit of the same fear on both of them. Um, so that's kind of with the next question, what did you perceive you might lose? And so again, kind of maybe that, that status piece. Um, what opportunities does the change represent? So, you know, moving to the city, more space, more affordable, uh, with the, the other change, uh, less work uh, and, uh, you know, the opportunity to learn from somebody new. So those seemed positive. Uh, as I thought through the seven dynamics of change, um, I, you know, the things that I identified here, and I won't go through all of the seven dynamics here, um, but I think what really came out for me here was the fifth question was, when were you ready for the change? And for both of them, it was right away. And that was interesting to me. Like I, even though one was imposed and one wasn't, sort of as soon as the decision was made that the change was happening, as soon as I knew about it, I was in, I was ready. Um, I was, I didn't have concerns about not enough resources. I didn't revert back to my old ways. I adapted really quickly. Sorry, I've been talking along. I've been talking away. Uh, I will pause for a moment. I, I just wanted to go on to the, as soon as the decision was made, I was in, and I think that's, um, 
you know, so that's a really interesting point because uh, it is once we get decisions made, we can move on. Um, I say that a lot. I say that, and especially when we talked about Myers-Briggs last time in the decision-making piece of um, thinking versus feeling, and even the how you organize your life, sort of that perceiving versus judging and the judging side of things, you like things to be settled so you can move on. So once that decision is made, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of lead up to that that can be that transition, that neutral zone uh, that we go through as something is starting to end before we get to that new beginning. And that can be a lot of turmoil um, in there about where do we move? Uh, what kind of house do we move to? What town do we move to? Are we ready to move out of the city or you know, even leading up to having a new boss. So it's just interesting that that decision point really is for people once they decide usually, right? Off you go. Yeah, good point actually. And I I was thinking of this change sort of from decision point onward, but as I reflect now, just even here, yeah, there was definitely some work to get up to both of those changes. A lot of discussions that I had sort of with my previous boss about getting and a lot of angst getting up to that decision but once that decision was made yeah it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders I'm like okay I'm in let's let's make this work Hmm. um and then if I think and part of that actually so maybe that's a bit of what you know question seven what was the most challenging period of the transition I had said right at the beginning but I think actually what I meant based on what you just said was leading up to it maybe leading up to the change and then until that decision point, until the actual, the switch flipped, what have you. And I think uh, that leads to, it's that uncertainty, right? You talked about uncertainty. I think it was for the move, the unknown, fear of the unknown. And that is a big fear for lots of people. And this is what we're finding sort of during this pandemic. You know, Adam Grant talked about that in his languishing article. It's that, it's that unknown. It's going on for so long. And we don't know what the end is going to be or what that's going to look like or what the new normal looks like. And it's just a lot for our brains to continue to process and think about, okay, what's going to be next, especially for those of us who are planners and like to have things planned out. It's really hard to do that planning right now. And same with any change, right? So the longer it takes, it can just, you know, if decisions aren't made and it's still being talked about and you feel like you're going around in circles, it can just be exhausting um, sticking in that transition place before we can get onto that new beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Really, I, I, that's really making a lot of sense to me, I think. I really like boundary. Like I like to kind of, when I always think about this, whenever I work out, if I'm working out with a trainer, I say, how much longer? I need to know. 30 seconds longer? Okay, I can do this for 30 more seconds. I just need to know how long. There's nothing I hate more than we're like, I'll tell you when I'm done. Say, no, no, tell me I need to count down. So yeah, I need to have that Agree. I think we're similar there on the, I need to know what's the end point and I can make it there. Exactly. But in biking. Okay. I can see the end of the hill we're climbing. I can get myself there, but if I yeah. get there and then there's like a little bit more around that corner, I have to climb up. It's sort of like my hopes are dashed. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I mean, both of them, you know, did I ultimately commit to the change? Yes. Was uh, the result positive? Yes, for both of them, it was positive. Um, and I think too, as you said earlier, probably I have, I, it would be, I would be hard pressed to think of a change that I have made that hasn't resulted in a positive way, which was a little bit of what, a little bit kind of leading to my epiphany. Um, 
I do tend to be, I do tend to adapt quickly and be very comfortable with change and really believe that any change is happening for a reason. It's happening for a positive reason. Even if it feels awful and challenging, I know that I'm learning something and that this is happening for a reason. So I tend to really, like I said, adapt well, tend to really have very little resistance usually when it comes to change. But my epiphany, and, and maybe this is more for a sort of a future conversation, but when I just think about uh, leading others through change, because I tend to adapt really quickly and just manage through it, I expect others to do the same. And that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks when I realized that, because I think back leading others through change, even right now, because our organization's going through a lot of change, I go, oh. I haven't actually sat and had the conversations with people who may need to have them, right? Because I just move on and say, okay, this is the way it is. We've got a whole new structure now. We've got different goals. We're focused on other things. Okay, let's just adapt and let's move on. And haven't taken the time to actually sit down with the others who are also going through that same change and, you know, asking them where they're struggling. So that really, uh, yeah, that was a bit of my epiphany there. Oh, I can. Amazing. I love a good, uh, love a good epiphany. And I think, you know, that last point you're making of a couple of things, one getting, so, you now in the book, I talk about, um, the marathon effect, right. Of change. So people you've made your decisions, you've maybe been an instigator of the change. You're at the end of that marathon and other people are just tying up their laces. Right. And they are just becoming aware of things and what's happening. So you have to remember, we talked about this a bit the last time, like going back and bringing them along with you, having those conversations. Uh, and then also it's choice too, right? Like we have to get at some point during a change, people have to make a choice. I'm in or I'm out just as you as we logged on to the Zoom today and it starts <laughs> recording and it says, if this is recording, are you staying or are you going? Kind of thing. We've got to make a choice. Uh, the same in change. And so people need to decide if they're committed and they're going to buy in and they're going to, you know, go for gold on this change. And that has a lot to do with um, like same things that you're going through, right? Like, am I okay with this? Do I like what the result is going to be? Have I gotten to be heard? Have I had my part said? Do I feel like I've been listened to? Um, does this align with my values a lot of times too, right? People with change, like, you know, does this align to what I believe in and can I buy into this and keep going? So, you know, getting people to the point of giving them that opportunity to make choice and informed choices with some information that they need uh, is a really key piece to, to gaining commitment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I, yeah. And I think that's, that's often the thing. I think we do need to give people a choice. And again, I just, I've made my choice. So I assume others will make that choice, but they may not even feel like they had a choice that they were ever asked. So yeah, really good points, I think. And again, just so important to follow all of these conversations when thinking about a change, because it's, you know, I feel bad as I look through it. I think I've skipped 90% of them when imposing changes on others in my organization or when, you know, thinking through changes. So. And it's, and really it does, a lot of it comes down to that marathon. Like you say, right, I've made my choice, so I'm ready to move on. Meanwhile, other people are still, they've just become aware. They're only starting to work through it and they, We'll see. So, so we talked the seven dynamics of change, which we haven't talked about in detail. Maybe that's another podcast is um, 
you know, one of them is how you perceive it, right? And I talk a lot about resistance and how people um, think of losses first when it comes to change usually. What not, I don't always think first about what I'm gonna gain. And there's a whole uh, piece in chapter three on resistance about loss and what is it that people feel like they're gonna lose during a change. So you talked about in both of your situations, um, that feeling of loss of status, right? From moving to the city or having a different boss. Um, that's one of many things that people might lose. To somebody else, it might be loss of relationships. Um, I've left the city and I don't have those friends anymore from my old neighborhood. Um, and so different things are important to different people. And, and you know, considering all those things as well, right? So there's a lot of things that go on in our brains as we go through change and taking the opportunity to reflect on it like you just did and having an epiphany or you know, aha moments to think, ah, oh, okay, that's why I think that or do that or react that way is a really good opportunity to just you know, consider now what do I need to do with that and how do I take that forward and how do I lead now knowing this information about myself and how it might be affecting other people as well. Well, and that's why I love doing these. I said this last week also, because then it gives me that story to then share with my team. You know, I have done this work, what I have realized, and it also gives me the flag to share with them. You know, what I've realized is I'm at the end of the race. You're just tying up your laces. So feel free to pull me back if you need to and say, wait a minute, look, you've known about this for six months. I've known about it for six minutes. So give me some time. And so I really like to be able to do that because I love to do that with my team is to sort of flag for them. Look, these are where my blind spots are. So please, I will do my very best to try and adapt and to, to try and remember to bring this up. But if I don't, you have full opportunity to raise it yourself. Exactly. All right. Well, that's a wrap on the personal change journey conversation. Uh, Self-reflection conversations in the book, Talking Change Must Have Conversations for Successful Leaders. Check it out today and enjoy your self-reflection journey.